1: Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, it's a great day to be together. I just love being with you. I I wish we had a cup of coffee. We would just sit and talk about the Lord for hours. That's what we want to do. We want to honor him. We want to fellowship with him. And we are in the middle of a series, and it's called When to Worship. When to Worship, on the previous episode, we talked about we're going to worship on earth. We're going to worship in heaven. And today, we're going to talk about when God is first, when we put him first, and when he's not second in our life. It begins to propel this life of worship. And, you know, I was thinking about when did I begin to learn putting God first? And one of the memories I have in my life was when I was a young girl, I had a friend in my classroom at school. Her name was Alice. And this friend was such a sweet girl. And I realized quickly, and kids do this, don't they, that she was suffering in some sort of way. I couldn't figure out what kind of home life she had. I knew that she didn't always have what the the rest of the kids had in terms of school supplies and that kind of thing. And I was just trying to figure it out because I really, I really liked Alice. Uh, our family, we had a very simple home life. We we definitely um, just a regular family. But I, I asked my mom one day and said, Mom, can Alice come home on the bus with me and come over after school? And my mom said, sure, she can come home with you. And so Alice came home. We had this tri-level house in Indianapolis, Indiana. And my room was down a couple steps, kind of in the basement. It was in the laundry room. I had a washer or a dryer in my room and... Anyway, I, I said to Alice when she came over, we were, we were in my room. I gave her a black trash bag. Now, this part, I did not ask my mother. I, I probably should have asked my mother. I don't remember asking her. But I, I said, you can have anything you want. And I remember opening up the drawers in my dresser and showing her the socks and the underwear. And on my bed, I had stuffed animals. I, had, I didn't have a ton of toys, but had some records. Anyway, I gave her whatever she wanted. It was the beginning in my heart of putting God first and she was so excited I just remember that sometimes when we put him first it propels this heart of worship I want you to listen in to this sermon it was given at the church next door when to worship so when do we worship we worship when God is first and he's not second he has to be first he has to be number one he says that you're the bride and he's the groom And every groom that I know, they're jealous, aren't they? They want the time with the bride. They don't want the bride flirting or hanging out with other people. You know, I think about it like this. What if I put on my refrigerator a picture of one of my high school boyfriends? Let's just say it was a magnet, and I stuck it up there. And Doyle would come home one day, and he'd be like, who's that on the fridge? Oh, that's just an old high school boyfriend. That's just a magnet. I haven't talked to him in years. I haven't even seen him in years. I don't even think he's on Facebook. Well, why do you have the magnet on the fridge? Oh, it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> He'd be like, take it down. <laughs> right? That's how God is. He's the groom. And he is so jealous for you. He doesn't want anything else on that fridge. He wants to be number one. He wants to be number one in your heart and in your mind. I remember a time in my life where I went through my stuff and I got rid of a bunch of stuff. I, I burned it. I threw it away, trash bags. And I just, like a fine-tooth comb, I went through my stuff because I thought, uh-oh, I think that might offend the Lord. Or, uh-oh, I, you know, that t-shirt that says, hey, I'm with stupid <laughs> you know, or whatever. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea had to go through everything and i had to get rid of things and i I continue doing that don't you you just go through your life in layers and you you see oh lord i'm sorry i didn't know i was offending you so much with that and think about the stuff we listen to right we listen to stuff that tells us to go out and get drunk or we listen to something that glorifies the enemy well that's putting that first over worshiping god so i had to go through all my you know I know, back in the day, but we had albums and CDs, and I had to get rid of stuff. And, I was, you know, that cost me money. That was good hard-earned money for that thing that didn't glorify God. But you might ask yourself, is there something that would stand between you and the Lord? Because when we look at the Scripture again and again and again and again, God says, I want to be number one. I want to be the best, the highest, the first, number one. So you've got to make sure that you worship him. That he's number one. So it says, Jesus said, himself said, "It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve Him only." And in Deuteronomy eight nineteen, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. It's for our protection. He wants to be number one because he wants to protect you. It's not that he doesn't want you to have stuff or get to do fun things or get to enjoy life. No, no, no. God just wants to make sure if he's number one, you have that protection. That's why he wants to do that. Oh, I could have given you 20 references here, but this is just one more. In 2 Kings 17, 38, it's talking to Israel, and it says, Do not forget the covenant I have made with you, and do not worship other gods, Rather, worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. They would not listen, however, and persisted in their former practices. Wow, that's me. I I think so many times I I have to say, God, I I really didn't want to get rid of that or eliminate that, but show me. And, And it's like this little just pressure in your heart. This gentle nudge, this Holy Spirit gentlemanly like, eh, that's not the best. I want to be the best. I want to be first. Let's get rid of that. And so, you, you do. And if there's anything that you're like, oh, do, do I have to get rid of that? Then you <laughs> pray about it. You might. <laughs> you might need to. You know, there's just power in your mouth. There's power when you open your mouth and put God first. You know, Romans 10, 9, and 10, it says that with our mouth we confess that Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart, and we are saved. So what, there's power when you worship, because that's coming out of your mouth. And what you, saying, what you say out of your mouth, think about that. There's so much power that that's how you're saved, anything that comes out of your mouth. So what you put in your mind and in your heart, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. So God is first, not second. When else do we worship God? We worship throughout the Bible. We see this again and again and again and again. I love David. We know that David worshipped as a shepherd boy. David worshipped as a kid. David worshipped when Saul was depressed. Remember that? Saul was so depressed, but if David would play the harp, it would lift and I know for me, you know, two days ago, I had my port out. Yay, God, no more chemo, no more, immuno, yay, that was good. <laughs> so I'm like, yay. Hey. Um, I really, thank you, thank you. It was exciting. I wanted to celebrate. I was so excited. And then I, I got home, and I was so sore, and I was a little depressed. And uh, Nikita, she's probably here somewhere, she sent me on text a worship album, And so I listened to that worship album, and it lifted. It lifted. Have you ever done that? You know, you feel discouraged. You're like, "Wow, this should have been a victory, but now you feel defeated." Or this should have been great, but now you're you don't feel so good, or whatever. Somebody called you, and they didn't celebrate with you, or somebody said that mean thing to you, or something like that, and you're like, "Ah, I feel a little down. I feel a little cloud. I feel a little heavy." That worship will lift you up. And that's why Saul was like, he knew. He knew David was a worshiper, didn't he? And so he had David there playing for him. David, he worshipped God so much that when the Ark of the Covenant was coming to town, he stripped down to his linen ephod. I don't know what a linen ephod is, but he stripped down to that. And he, he danced in the streets with all his might. With all his might. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just danced before the Lord? Maybe you, for me, I don't know about you. I have to be alone. You know, I, I really admire David. Boy, he was out there just busting it in front of everybody, and even his wife was despising him for this. She was so, she was mortified. She was so embarrassed. She, you know, princess, and she's married to the king, and he's out there in his underwear dancing in front of everybody. I don't. I kind of don't blame her, but we we can't be embarrassed, can we? We don't want to be embarrassed just to be full, fully out there saying, God, I worship you. I don't care who sees. I don't care who knows. I, I am bold for you. And these are a day and age. The day and age that we're living in now, we better be bold. We better be bold in our speech, bold in our worship. Everybody should know, are you a worshiper of God? Do they know? David didn't care who knew, who made fun of him. And if you are someone will probably despise you in their heart. And that's the risk we take as believers, isn't it? We have to stand up and be counted. You know, on the Simply for Women radio show, I've invited all the women of the church to come on the show and to give their testimony. And a lot of times, you know, they'll show up at this station literally trembling in their boots. And I say to them, this is good because this is your story. This is God's story in you and all that he's done, and you're telling it to the world. And your kids and your grandkids are going to hear this. Your church friends are going to hear it. You can share it at work. And there's something very powerful about worshiping God with your words and with a bold faith, and I challenge you to do that. Where is your courage? Let it lift, because throughout the Bible, we see it again and again and again and again. And we see it with Miriam. I I think if I were Miriam, it might have been even more powerful if she would have gathered the women before they crossed the Red Sea and worshipped. And sometimes you have to gather gather yourself together and worship God ahead of time. You want to pray in advance and you want to worship in advance because we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what the days ahead are like. And we want to be prepared, and worship will strengthen you. But they cross the Red Sea, and when they get to the other side, Miriam, I just love it. She took a moment to pause, didn't she? They'd had this incredible victory, and she gathered them in a circle, and they danced, and they sang, and they worshiped, and said, God, the horse and the rider are thrown into the sea. And if you've had a victory, you Stop. And you celebrate. You stop and you worship. What victory has God given you? Did you get up and breathe this morning? Do you have a victory in your family? Do you have a victory in your job? Where's your victory? Miriam took the time to pause and to worship God and to thank God. And I love that about her. I think we have to make sure that we do that as well. She sang. it marks you. It's part of who you are. Oh, yes, it is. It's part of who you are. You are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. Stay with us. We have a guest coming right up.